Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Today's topic is picked by Andrew, and it is fascinating. We've been arguing already. It is about neighboring rights interrestrial and broadcast in the U.S. and how that might actually exist very soon. Andrew, give us an overbrief, please. American Music Fairness Act is lobbying for terrestrial broadcast to pay out on the sound recordings, just like we do on the composition side. So the income that songwriters receive from ASCAP, BMI, CSAC for plays on radio stations, on television shows, that would be included in the AMFA to include sound recordings as well. So artists and record labels can get paid as well. And the update here is that the lobbying power in the past has been very strong. So they said that radio play for artists has been solely promotional. Now they're updating this. They want large corporations to pay out on the sound recording as well for performance. And the provisions and exemption here is that radio stations that make less than $10 million collectively across all entities would have to pay out a blanket fee of $500 a year. But this excludes the largest corporations. So ABC, just think of any large national broadcaster would have to pay out larger amounts than that. Just to kind of give us a sense of what it's receiving on the composition side, it's about a billion dollars for terrestrial broadcasts that they're receiving, songwriters, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC. It could be at least that, if not more. Do we know what that small radio station that would only have to pay 500 on the recording side, do we know what they're paying on the composition side? I don't know if it's going to be MFN. That, that's a really good point because currently ASCAP VMI are on consent decrees. I don't know if this is going to be MFN or that will just be the ceiling of $500 per radio station for local radio stations. Interesting. So because this is statutory and they do make a consent decree, which will tell the rate for the ceiling, will it also tell them how to calculate the payouts? Will it demand or require notification of playlists? That is also very interesting because currently on the composition side, they run surveys and the audiovisual side, they provide cue sheets. So I don't know what the report, actual reporting will look like for the plays of radio stations, if it will be done on a survey basis or not, or some other method. And what will they pay internationally to the rest of the world? That is a great point, because currently we don't pay out on terrestrial broadcasts, so there's no reciprocity with other countries. But if the U.S. starts collecting and paying out on terrestrial broadcasts, that'll trigger reciprocity with other large markets, such as the U.K., to enact reciprocity with the U.S. And so all of a sudden, the U.S. will be flooded with new money 
from not only here in the U.S., but also collected from abroad. And there's no mention that I know of of an actual entity that will be administering these collections and payouts to artists. I, maybe it might be Sound Exchange. Maybe it might be another collective management organization. We don't know these things yet. Approximately how many U.S. radio stations are there of any size? I mean, it's got to be in the thousands. The thing about it is a lot of these radio stations are rolled up into larger conglomerates. So I don't know them off the top of my head, but it's definitely in the thousands. Fascinating. Um, where are they? So this is just talk at the moment. This is the latest news. Do we know when this may come into action? Well, the bill is in Congress. And then the National Broadcast Association has put in place counter bill. So we don't have any updates. But it's really exciting. And if it yes. goes ahead, then it's going to free up a lot of royalty income. And if you're not collecting your royalties now, then you really should be. So what Sound Exchange is doing right now is they're reaching out to their members and they're asking them to write their Congress members. So artists, members who are from Sound Exchange are writing to members of Congress so they can be in support of the AMFA. I'm wondering how this ties in with national treatment, or maybe it doesn't at all. So, for example, Sona started paying American performers as they pay Rome Convention performers since the 1st of January this year. So uh, we've started seeing more money from the Netherlands, which is great. But obviously that part of money is no longer just divided into the Rome Convention performers. It's now like everyone's getting a smaller slice of a pie, but it's great that Americans get paid now. Is this anything to do with national treatment or is this totally separate? This has to deal with national treatment. So all of a sudden, American performers will be treated just as the same as any person that's from a Rome Convention country. They'll receive the full breadth of neighboring rights royalties Americans weren't receiving before. But will they pay it? See, it doesn't work as reciprocity because being limited to 500 per year in total for the blanket license might be a bit of an insult. or. If it's some teenage boy in his bedroom or teenage girl in her student classroom, it might be great, but I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm a bit hesitant to be excited. As you should be. In all of the articles that I've seen, there's been no mention over what the larger corporations are expected to pay out. What I find is most interesting is that the local broadcasters are the ones putting up the fight when ABC, Disney, they're not there saying anything. Even if there's 10,000 radio stations, I don't see how 500 for the majority of them is going to add up to a billion. But if there are 100,000 and then you all of a sudden it's 500 pounds, well, at least we're getting into the millions. Yeah, it should be weighted, I suppose. Like, I know it's not publishing, but like in the UK, you know, it's weighted in terms of blanket licenses, you know, broadcasters, depending on their size and their audiences and their reach. So the BBC obviously pays a lot more than Channel 5, for example, and that would make sense. And it's decent money here. I mean, it's it's very sustainable for songwriters. And it's also weighted on neighbouring rights at PPL. I've seen the difference per play, what you get from BBC Radio 1 to a, a small town station in South Wales. By the way, there are 15,000 radio stations here in the U.S., I would like to think that this payment would be an addition to and not a reduction of what's already getting paid out to songwriters on the composition side. If radio stations all of a sudden are just going to say, okay, here's like the total pool as a net, creators would receive a billion dollars versus two billion or more. 
there's no way it adds up with just 15,000 radio stations unless the conglomerates and the nationals are paying a significant chunk of that. But the start, I'll give them that. Cool. Really interesting. Great topic and great questions, guys. Remember, if you're not a member of IFR, go to www.iafar.co.uk and join us now.